Welcome to Intersect, where church meets culture. I'm Josh Desch, pastor of community and discipleship at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm joined by Betsy. Bets, hello. Hey. Hey, Hey. listeners. Hey, listeners. We are back for episode two. Do you like your body? No, seriously, we're asking you. (laughs) Real question. Don't answer out loud. Answer in your head, but don't just make it rhetorical. Do you like your body? What is your relationship to your body? That is what, that's the topic we're getting at. It's an incredibly relevant, pertinent, important biblical topic. We could talk about it um, for so many episodes, but this is just a second part of a two-part series here. And in episode one, we really laid the foundation for for what is body image? Um, What's the relevance of this? Where does this come from? You really need to listen to episode one, if you haven't already, to understand where we are coming at with this topic. We shared a, a number of different study statistics, but let me just give one more here. Betts, you mentioned in episode one the Dove Global Beauty and Confidence Report. Of course, yes. Dove being the company that puts out different products, shampoo, lotion, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they asked 2,500 females across 13 countries uh, about their their body esteem, their uh, body positivity. What did they think? Women, the most confident country in the world was South Africa. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Who would have guessed that? I wouldn't right. have guessed it. 64% of women feeling confident about their bodies. The U.S. came in at 24%. Hmm. That's not that good. It's not great. But listen to this. Japan had 8%. Ooh. 92% of Japanese women, <laughs> you know, yeah, that that's, is that's that, sad. <laughs> which is an interesting kind of window into that culture. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for it's clearly this is a global issue. It's an American issue. We talked in episode one about just the effects on eating disorders and the dieting industry and just all, there's just so much going on mm-hmm. related to this topic. So we want to, we want to be as practical as we can in episode two here and, and really address this question. How can we as Christians cultivate a positive body image, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We're, we're not just, uh, you know, jumping on the self-esteem train here. Was it mean as, as believers to have um, the kind of body confidence body positivity that the Word of God calls us to and that God calls us to. And and let me just start out by, um, as we get into some practicals here, just lay this out. There's really, you know, if you think about it, there's three ways that you can view your body. You can be really happy about your body. Mm-hmm. You can have good body positivity, right? Mm-hmm. You can just kind of be like, yeah, it's okay, you know, which is where the majority of people fall, I think. Sure. You know, yeah, I could lose a few pounds here and there, but for the most part, it's not really going to affect their lives. And then there are people who have just bad self-loathing, mm-hmm. you know, they're, and they're just not happy about their bodies. And sadly, uh, that is a large category of people. Mm-hmm. It seems to be more prevalent among women. Probably. But uh, it's there's probably not been enough research done in terms of how this affects men. Mm-hmm. You know, for so for example, women are going to struggle with bulimia and anorexia but how many men are, you know, drinking 5,000 times the amount of protein that they should be, you know, to, to get bigger? No, I'm serious. Sure. So this is just, I mean, clearly this issue affects men just differently than women. And and men, you know, men, we don't admit this stuff. So even if we get asked on a survey, we're going to be like, yeah, we're awesome. <laughs> Our bodies are, you know, a lot of men are at least. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, my point is there's a lot going on underneath the surface. Sure. And before we get into the practicals, bets, I wanted to mention this too. We talked about, and you gave a great quote 
in the first episode about how many of us have an adversarial relationship to our bodies, mm-hmm. right? You talked about how even the jargon that we use, I need to get cut. I need to get shredded. Uh, a lot of times, even the imagery is violent imagery. Yeah. Like if you think about it's what true. you're doing to, like what are you cutting from your body? Mm-hmm. What are you shred- shredding? Fat, I guess. Fat, yeah, yeah. cut that fat off. Yeah. Okay, but we're not a piece of steak. Right. <laughs> this is our bodies. So, and and I think in a very helpful way, and you need to go back and listen to episode one if you haven't, we talked about how many people have an adversarial relationship with their own bodies, even though our bodies are good. They were created by God. They're a temple of the Holy Spirit. But it's also worth remembering that not only are we at war with our bodies, but our bodies are at war with us. Hmm. And this is what I want to say here. There's people out there who have diabetes, disabilities. Uh, we live in a broken world, and there are a lot of people who are out there, and their bodies are not responding the way they want them to. Mm. They they want to be more active. They're dealing with chronic disease. Um, they're dealing with with bad uh, eating habits that they grew up with. They're they're dealing with all sorts of different issues that are out of their control. So in episode one, we talked about uh, people who who have this you know this wrong attitude that they impose on their own bodies. But I also want to bring this up. There are people out there who, you know, feel trapped in their bodies. Hmm. And, and, and a lot of this is completely out of their control. Right. And for those people, what does it mean for those folks to have a positive view of their bodies? And here we are, and we're, we're blessed to say we're healthy. Neither one of us is dealing with a chronic health issue right now. Yeah. That may not always be the case. That's right. So, you know, you really have, you got to remember this too. Many people are at war with their own bodies, but our bodies are also at war with us. Mm. And this is why as Christians, we have the hope of the resurrection, where chronic disease and all the times that our bodies, you know, whether it's through anxiety or injury or or lack of sleep and all these different things that we experience in this physical body, uh, where we will be freed from those things. Mm. So as we're jumping into some practicals here, let's just say... This question of do you like your body is a complex question. It is. And it can't simply be reduced to how do you relate to your own body, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And it's a, it's a complex issue, period. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't even scratch the surface really in a you know 20 or 25-minute podcast episode. So we're just kind of throwing out some um, ideas for you guys. And these ideas are just kind of um, little launching pads, I think, for, for us as we all think about this topic. Yeah, and it's it's different for all of us. That's right. Uh, but we we do think it's relevant. Mm-hmm. And if these episodes cause us to just become a little more aware of how we treat our bodies, I mean, for example, uh, binge eating is something that people do when they're stressed, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a mechanism for dealing with stress. But that's a way that you're affecting your body, mm-hmm. and it, that may we may tend to think about that simply as a way that we cope with stress and not so much as a way that we're relating to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of other examples. Oh, emotional eating. Emotional or, eating. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can do that all the time. But the kids stress me out or something, and I'm like, move yeah. over and give me the yeah, chocolate give, You give now. me a can of Pringles you right this. You get out my way and you <laughs> give me that chocolate that's emotional yeah, eating. That's a that was well said. <laughs> I was I was about to hand you a Snickers bar. I know, I get scared. Or a Hershey kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, this, so, hey, look, we get it, folks. We're right there with you. We Absolutely. understand. I've, I heard a wise counselor say one time, she said, look, um, she was giving a lecture on cutting and she said, hey, a lot, all you in this room, most of you don't cut, although some of you may, and you're not sharing that, but even biting our nails can be a form of self-harm and she was not she was not joking Mm-mm. she said even even uh that act and you know that can you can't hurt yourself if you go too crazy with that but it's an act of sort of striking our bodies in a way that we're releasing our stress mm-hmm. upon ourselves mm-hmm. so it's a complex question so let's jump right in bets i'll go first okay how to cultivate go a healthy it. body image this is the first thing i want to say if social media is causing you to hate yourself or constantly compare yourself to the most beautiful, ripped, shredded, cut, <laughs> okay, I don't know if I have any other words, uh, jacked people on the planet, then get off social media. Amen. Or don't follow those people. Yeah. Think about this. There are over 7 billion people on this planet I think we're well over seven. I think we're something like maybe seven and a half at this point. There's a lot of people on this planet. Think about this. How many of the of the seven billion people out there, we're all following like a thousand people. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> we're all looking at the point zero 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 one percent of the most beautiful, muscular, genetic jackpot lottery winning people on the planet. So true. And then we compare ourselves to them. It's really ludicrous when you think about it. It is. It's totally ludicrous. It is. I, I, I think if you look at something on social media and when you put your phone or your, you know, when you put your phone down or shut your computer and you feel bad, stop looking at it. Yeah. That's a challenge to me because why do I go back to something over and over again that makes me depressed? Now, I don't now know. we know it's hard. Yeah. We're not saying it's not hard. Right. Because it's interesting there's a there's this correlation with social media where it both gives us a high and then tears us down. Right. It seems to do both, but we go back to it to feel better. You know, we go back to Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Uh, but but then often you don't feel better. No, you don't feel better. You feel worse. You, you Depending go, on what. I mean, if you're looking at pictures of like your nieces and nephews, or it, it depends. There's there there are plenty of images on social media that don't make you feel bad. That's true. That's true. But I mean, just remember when you are walking through the line at the grocery store, which I know is increasingly not happening anymore as yeah, the groceries who goes to the grocery store? are delivered. We do. We go to Trader Joe's. Okay. Okay. <laughs> as you go through the line and you look at Cosmopolitan and People Magazine, and remember, these are the point zero 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 and they're all have the most messed up lives anyway. <laughs> all the Hollywood stars. But you know, we these are the faces that we see. And unless we step back, we we begin to think that's normal. Yes. We begin to think that's what everyone looks like. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm supposed to look like. That's really true. And if if social media or any other form of media is causing us to do that, just try to break with it. You know, that's think- the first thing I would say. And I think that speaks to the point of, as you said, we're highlighting such a narrow percentage of people and holding them up as beautiful. So that speaks to the point to the issue that our particularly Western concept of of thin beauty it's so narrow. Yeah. 
it, it, it's sad how we've taken, you know, all of the different people in the world and we've, we select just such a narrow group as saying these people are the beautiful ones who, Mm -hmm. you know, they're toned, they're muscular, they're skinny, they're, you know, they have a certain, um, they fit structure. I don't know. They fit the current ideal. That's right. But which may change that true because beauty is all culturally constructed. Um, so it's just, why do we have this narrow concept of beauty and, 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 and then we enslave ourselves to it. It's, it's sad. It is. It is. But again, we have to step back right? and, and remember, okay, wait a second. Um, it's the, you know, some of this stuff is cliche, like, Hey, God finds everyone beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. some, we may want to roll our eyes at that, but you know, wait a second, take a step back, right? you know, be careful what you're saying. It, you know, can you roll your eyes at that? Well, the Bible does say that, mm-hmm. and and God created us the way He did for a reason. Right. Do you want to give another one? Or you want me to? Yeah. Well, this is kind of foundational. I, I would say if you, if you, a listener or uh, anyone, if you're someone who really struggles, I would, if you're able, I would consider professional help to work mm. through the issues because mm-hmm. there are a lot of counselors out there who can help you think through the way that you think about your body and where you got some of those messages and how you can counteract them with, with truth. Maybe it's something your family said to you as you were growing up, um, or a significant other or something that's just ringing loudly in your head. I would say, um, find some help if you're at all able. Sure. Um, or even if you can't see a therapist for whatever reason, there are a lot of good books out there that can help you think through the way that you think about your body that can really give you some healing if you feel like it's something that you're struggling with. Sure. And I would just add this. Counseling can take many forms. And if a therapist or counselor is not the right person for you, if you find even a trusted friend Mm -hmm. and just say, hey, look, can we talk through this stuff? That can have many of the same effects. Yeah, because a friend can say to you, well, why do you think that about yourself? Yeah. And you can be like, well, why do I think that? Basically, it needs to be someone who's wise and someone who who you trust. Right. If you can find that, you can, uh, God can certainly use that person to help you. That's right. Here's another one from me. Um, be realistic in your goals. Mm. Okay, let me let me explain this. <laughs> all right, first of all, for the listening audience, if you haven't seen me, I'm a slender guy. <laughs> I have always been a very slender guy. We have got a son who's got my build. Yes, and, like a you little know, toothpick. He's like a toothpick, and mm-hmm. he's he's probably not even on that chart, that growth chart. Where the doctors are like, are you feeding him? Does he have access to food? We're like, yes, we can't get the kid to eat. You know, we give him food all the time. That's how I was. Um, I will never be a person that benches 300 pounds. Mm -mm. I will never play outside linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. If you did, that would be the end. Yeah, that would be, that would, if I want to die, (laughs) if I just want to die, you know, in my first game. Profound CTE. For real. Yeah. This is my point. Be content with the body God gave you. Mm. So when I say be realistic with your goals, yeah, that's fine to say I want to gain a little weight. Um, that's that's how it's always been for me. I know every, like, what is it, 90% of people are trying to put on or lose weight. But maybe for guys, it's actually probably, uh, there's probably a good amount of guys actually like me who just want to put on weight, want to get a little stronger, you know, mm-hmm. right? Because that's- Build some muscle. Build some muscle. That's what the culture is telling us. Uh, but you know what? Isn't it true, Bets, that we always want what we don't have? Mm-hmm. Is that not true in life? That's so true. Think about it. People with freckles, they hate their freckles. 
Mm -hmm. I don't want to have freckles. Somebody else doesn't have freckles. I want to have freckles. People with brown hair want blonde hair. Mm -hmm. Somebody with blonde hair wants black hair. Somebody with curly hair wants straight hair. Mm -hmm. The person with straight hair wants curly hair. Somebody who's fair-skinned says, I wish I was darker. Someone who's darker says, I wish I was lighter. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just the way life is. Short people want to be taller. It never ends. Mm -hmm. We always want what we don't have. And so a lot of this just gets into cultivating contentment and peace and saying, you know what, God, you didn't screw up my genetics when you made me five foot five or you gave me this particular facial feature or something about my body. And it's fine to set fitness goals and those sort of things, but it should correspond to you having hopefully some kind of contentment with the genetics that God gave you. Right, because a fitness goal... To be more fit doesn't mean that you completely change your body profile, right? Sure. Because yep. you know bodies are, bodies look different ways naturally. It's 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 okay to be the super skinny guy, or it's okay to be the woman with fuller hips. Like that's okay. We sure. just you know as Christians we can say, well, we want to take care of the body that God has given us, but that doesn't mean you need to you know completely change who um, how God has made no, you. No, and so that means you come to peace with. The body God gave you. Right. And you come to peace with the person that God made you to be. That's right. I like that. Um, One thing I would say, too, is who do you surround yourself with? Um, Do you have friends who have deeper goals and passions than, you know, just having the bikini body we talked about? Or um, Because if so, then maybe they'll help to encourage you as you develop the goals and passions um, that God puts on your heart beyond just looking a certain way. Sure. And in our friendships, I mean, we hope as Christians that we have friends that are spiritually minded, right? Right. That are that are pointing us to I mean, Paul said, Hey, he said exercise, it's of some value. That's right. And then he's like, Okay, now I'm gonna just talk about God for the for all the other verses of the New <laughs> right. Testament. So true. I mean, so yeah, it's fine, but you know, we gotta have friends we go deeper with. Right. Absolutely. Right. And one other thing I would add too is um try to catch yourself objectifying yourself or someone else. And remind yourself of the truth, um, that you're a person, that that person is a person, and you're not a body for other people's you know, um, perusal or consumption or approval and rejection, mm-hmm. something like that. goes to the principle that we are often our own worst critic. Yes, yep. that's the thing. You, uh, We often think so much worse of ourselves, and, 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 and we're the voice that we hear in our heads, and that's really what we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Final thing for me, I don't know if you have anything else, but final thing for me here— um, If you struggle with your body image, pray that God would give you peace and contentment. Mm -hmm. And I know this is obvious, but this may not seem like something that Christians feel like is spiritual enough to pray about. Mm. You know what? How many Christians out there are thinking, yeah, I'm going to pray, God, give me contentment with my nose or something like that. Or give me contentment with, it just feels shallow and dumb. Mm -hmm. And But I mean... If it's something you struggle with, why would you not pray about it? And why would you not say, Lord, um, help me to really believe that you that I'm beautiful in your eyes, uh, that you don't make mistakes, and give me uh, greater contentment in this area so that I can be further released for mission and for mm. kingdom work? Amen. Well, just a couple, couple ideas for our kids. Um, you know, we all have children in our life, whether or not they're ours, maybe grandchildren or nieces or nephews or just children that you love. Um, I can think of a ton of things that relate to children and body image, so maybe we'll touch this more fully another time. But just a couple ideas. Um, 
obviously we all think of kids media, right? There's, there's so much out there. Um, so many messages are communicated subliminally. Um, so I would just stress that we all need to be aware of what our kids are watching and consuming and what they're picking up from that, because chances are they may be picking up things that we aren't always aware of. So, um, especially YouTube, I think I, I think I mentioned this before on our podcast, but I ran, yes, I did. I did. Um, how I ran across the, the, um, Instagram account of the little girl who was practicing facial contouring with makeup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that. (laughs) I did. So, um, you know, if our, if our kids are watching that, then maybe they start to think, oh, well, I should be doing that. My face should look like that, you know, this or that. Mm -hmm. A couple other things. Um, I would say, who are we holding up to our kids as heroes and as um, people that we want them to emulate? You know, if it's all about, Sports heroes are great, but if it's all about LeBron and, um, you know, uh, I don't know who else. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, YouTube stars. But YouTube. in other words, what about character? Character. What about That's where I was or going. what about people who've done hard things, right? And sacrificed, and you know. That's where I was going. Yep. Or people who live with an immense amount of suffering. Somebody like Johnny Erickson Tata, yep. who yep. spent her life in a wheelchair, and she has such a strong testimony for the Lord. Like those are the mm-hmm. heroes. Yeah, even even somebody like John McCain. I mean, what that guy went through. Oh, you know? sure. And then he comes back, and I think a lot of the respect for him, wherever you were politically, was just about what he had suffered. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So those are the heroes. Like let, let's build up heroes who are full of good character and yep. not just pretty or, you know, have sports abilities or whatever. Um, and just the last thing I would say is, um, and I already touched on this once, but just affirming our kids' beauty as God has made them. As we need to affirm our own beauty as God has made us, so we need to affirm our children's beauty. And also just to be intentional about affirming dignity and beauty in all of God's creation, because the Bible tells us that all people are made in God's image. That means the people who are disabled. That means the people with profound deformities and people who are other races than that's you right. are. Tell all your, tell your colors, kids that yep. all skin colors, all body types, um, all nationalities. Just let's push back against, like I said, that really limited concept of what is beautiful and point out this huge spectrum that God has made and has called everything beautiful. So um, let's just really push back against that on in our kids' lives, that they would see that, you know, let's not have an impoverished beauty concept, but see a richness in all that God has created and affirm all of it as beautiful. Amen. Amen. Well, that uh, wraps up our two-part series here. But before we go, Betsy, I believe you have a Just Being Honest for us today. Yeah. Well, in our last episode, Josh referenced me as a J.R.R. Tolkien fan, and I am. I am a Tolkien fan. And um, we have been going back and watching the extended versions of all of the Tolkien movies. You just pulled out our nerd card. I know. (laughs) The extended versions, guys, these are like three and a half hours each. So it takes us it's taking us a long time to get through just one because we're so tired at the end of the day. Um, but anyway, we've been watching this and I have been struck. Now, this is a real nerd thing, but I have been struck with how much J.K. Rowling has taken from Tolkien in the Harry Potter books. Mm, because just went there. I just said that because um, now I was particularly struck with, I don't know how many of our listeners have read both, but. You know, Sauron was defeated, and but he wasn't fully defeated, and he eventually comes back. And it's just like Voldemort. I feel like she totally drew all of that straight from Tolkien. So anyway, just kind of interesting. 
Well, thanks for joining us. Well, it worked out for her. That's right. (laughs) And I love Harry Potter, just to be clear. I just, I think all of the similarities are really interesting. But we know the master and we know the apprentice. That's the point. I guess so. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today, guys. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play. Maybe tell a friend about us, your mom, your your grandma, somebody. Uh, Find us on Instagram. We're at Intersect Podcast. And you can find show notes from our episode today on our website, anyprez.com slash podcast. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.